0: Hey there everybody, John Morris here for JohnMorrisOnline.com and welcome to another episode of the John Morris Show and in this episode I'm going to be covering my freelancing quick start guide. So... If you guys remember in past episodes, I'd ask for questions, or I'd ask you to fill out my survey, and in that survey, I'd ask for questions about what are your biggest, what are your biggest questions when it comes to freelancing and using Elance and Odesk and so forth. And by far, the biggest question was, "How do I get started? How do I get started from scratch? How do I get started if I don't already have clients? How do I get started if I don't have a portfolio? How do I get started if I don't have a degree?" on and on and on and on. So I want to cover this topic right here in the episode, and I'm going to give you the nine steps that I would go through to get started quickly, and these are essentially the steps that I went through. All right, so that's what we're going to dive into in this episode. Before I do, I want to encourage you to support the cop podcast and all the training that I have on YouTube You can do that in a number of ways. In the description for this video, I'll link to some of the course downloads I have available. Now these are courses that I have up here on YouTube, but if you wanna get the source code and the downloads and just have it all right there on your computer, then you can do that. I'll link to those courses in the description of this video. It's my Responsive Web Design 101, my PHP and MySQL 101 courses as well. So you can check those out. They're available over on BitTorrent for a very, very small fee, and that would I would greatly appreciate your support in that regard. Uh, you can also head on over to johnmorrisonline.com/resources and check out my massive list of resources that I use uh, for my web design and web vi- development career, and you know the actual tools that I use, the trainings that I've been through, and so forth, and check those out. So again, that's JohnMorrisOnline.com slash resources. And last but not least, if you know someone who would benefit from this particular podcast or any of the courses that I have here on YouTube, if you could do me a favor and share that with them, that would help me a ton in helping reach more people. All right. So again, I want to encourage you and ask you to help support the podcast directly. And I would appreciate anything that you are willing to do. All right, so with that out of the way, let's go ahead and dive into this nine step process. So I would, I, I'm saying a year on this. Now you could definitely do this quicker, but it does somewhat depend on how motivated you are and so forth and I think someone even being pretty lazy could still get this all done in a year. And if you think about it, a year may seem like a long time depending on your situation, but if you really think about it in the grand scheme of your life, if you could dedicate a year to becoming financially independent and free be able to work from home work on projects you want do the things that you love etc a year's really not that much time to invest and as a matter of fact let me go further and say this is one of the biggest mistakes that i made is i wasn't willing to invest if i couldn't for probably 4 or 5 years i was in this mentality of of if i couldn't get something to work within a month, then I would move on to something else and I would quit. And that cost me four or five years. So it ended up taking me longer. And then when I decided, you know what, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to really stick to it. I'm going to give it a good solid year. Guess what happened? It went well. So I recommend that you be willing to invest that time. Some of these things take a little bit more time. They're not easy things. And a lot of times the people that you see that have what seems like sudden success in a month or so, that's not really the case. There's usually years behind everything that they've been doing and then suddenly there's a big kind of inflection point and it takes off huge for them, but there was years of groundwork put in place for them to get to that. All right, so... Be willing to invest. And here's the the nine steps that I would go through. All right, so first and foremost, surprise, surprise coming from me, I would research and pick a niche that I want to work in. Very first thing. Because this is going to make it the quickest amount of time. It's going to cut down the amount of time it's going to take you. So I would spend some time thinking about the three big questions that I've covered before. What do I love to do that I'm good at that other people will pay for? Now, that can be anything. Now, if you're a web designer, web developer, obviously, we're probably talking about something code related. But really, this any freelancer, you can do this. You can You can find something that you love to do that you're good at that other people are already paying money for. Whether that's building websites, whether that's walking dogs, whether it's babysitting, whatever it is, you can find something and either already be good at it so that you can start getting paid for it or invest the time to get good at it so that you can. Now, this is crucial because what a lot of web designers and developers do is they start learning all these skills that they think they need. And a lot of the things that they learn are not going to be things that they'll use in doing what they ultimately end up doing. A good example for me is JavaScript. I spent a lot of time learning JavaScript. I barely use any JavaScript in what I do. So most of that training was a waste of time at that point because at the same time, I was struggling to get by, struggling to make ends meet. I was miserable. And here I was learning this language I really didn't need to know in order to start getting paid for my my work. I could have learned other skills that would have gotten me closer to the niche that I had picked and gotten there a lot faster. So you need to pick a niche first. What do you love to do that you're good at that other people are paying for? And by the way, freelance sites are a really good way to research that because you can see what other people are actually paying money for. Now, you yourself have to answer the question what you love to do and then you just need to be objective about whether you're good at it or not and how good you are. All right, so research and pick a niche. Number two, research the current offerings. So what you wanna identify is what, what is it in that niche that people are currently offering? So again, in the web design, web development niche, what let's say you decide you wanna build membership sites. Go to some other service providers that are building membership sites and see what it is they're actually offering as a part of their packages. You need to do that because you need to know, again, you need to have an idea of what you're ultimately going to have to offer yourself because the marketplace is a competitive place. So you can't just, you're not, you're not offering what you offer in a vacuum. You're offering it in comparison to everybody else that's out there. So you need to have an understanding of, what the market looks like so you know what you need to be offering and what you can reasonably charge for that that also goes along with the fact that that's going to give you an idea of what skills you actually need to know to be able to deliver that which is the most important thing you need to figure out okay what is this set of skills that i need to learn so that i can deliver that package and that will dramatically cut down on the amount of skills that you think you need to know and will allow you to learn those skills and only those skills, or at least those skills first and prioritize those skills so that you can get to the point of being able to deliver that offer faster. That's the quickest way to get paid for what you're doing. So research the current offering so you know what you need to know and you can get a feeling for how much you're going to be able to charge and start to figure out what you're going to be able to make how many clients you're going to need to take on and so forth to meet your income goals. You can start laying that out. You actually need to plan out your income. You don't just kind of go out there and start offering and hope. You need to plan it out so that you have goals to meet and you can get out there and go after those goals. All right, number three is then master those skills. So uh, that's pretty self-explanatory, but you need to prioritize the skills that you've just identified and master those first. Maybe you'll be lucky and you already have that skill. Maybe you pick something that you're already good at. So this step will go quickly. But for most people, this is the step that takes the longest. And that's why you need to do so much to try and cut it down as much as possible. So that you can just learn the skills you need to learn. Prioritized to get going so that you can start getting paid. And then you can learn all the other stuff that you think you want to learn or that you need to learn. In your free time, because now you're working from home, making the money you want to make you have a lot more free time, etc., etc. All right, so master the skills. Step four, once you've mastered the skills and you know you can deliver, go out and find at least five people that you can do it for, for free. And the reason that you want to do that is you want to build up your port. And you want to do it very specific with them. Okay, don't say, hey, let me build your thing for free and that's it. You need to tell them, hey, look, I'm trying to build up my portfolio. I have the skill I know you need. Let me do it for you and in exchange, I want to be able to put your website in my portfolio. I want to be able to get a testimonial from you about the job that I did and i if the the last one I would make optional if there's anybody else you know that would like this kind of service, then you know let me know or there's anybody that you can refer my way so you want to get a portfolio, or get portfolio items, testimonials, and referrals. You want to do this for at least five people, because you at least want to have at least five uh, in your portfolio. Uh, Ten is better if you're willing to go that far, but uh, find five, do it for for do it for them for free. Get the portfolio get the testimonial, and any referrals you can pick up along the way. All the better. Sometimes, if you do a good enough job and you're in the right kind of niche. From here, those first five, it'll take off because you'll start getting a lot of referrals because you'll do a really good job, and it'll be in a niche where people there's a high demand for it, and people will start telling people. And next thing you know, you have you're starting to get more work, and you don't you know you can't really control it, and you don't know where it's coming from. It's be it's, it's coming from this, right now. That's not the case in every sense, and I don't want to leave you with a hope strategy. So. Uh, Get those five portfolio items at the very least and get the testimonials from them and then Hopefully get some referrals as well Step number five now take all of that uh, Well the the portfolio at least and you go on elance odesk freelancer whatever site that you want to go on and You offer that same exact service on those sites now with your portfolio items and you target the the three keys on 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 the freelance sites or the three kind of gen, general keys are make sure it's targeted specifically to that service which is what i say over and over again don't don't when you're targeting don't say i know html css and javascript say i build membership sites or i help people launch their membership sites or i help uh companies create user-friendly forms that increase response from customers or clients or prospects, etc. Offer something very specific. Again, we've researched our niche, but make sure you target your entire profile to that one very specific thing. That's going to help you rank higher in this in the search on those uh on Elance and Odesk and so forth. It's going to, when people see your profile, it's going to resonate with them more, so you're more likely to get hired and so forth. So make sure it's targeted. Second, make sure it's complete. So you'd be surprised (laughs) how many freelancers complain to me about not getting enough work, and I go on their profile, and their service description is two freaking sentences. I'm telling you now, nobody, nobody is going to hire you with two freaking sentences on your profile. Or those two sentences better be the best two sentences I've ever seen. Fill out your profile completely. There's no, there's zero, zero excuse for your profile not to be filled out completely. It's just being lazy, pure and simple, or not knowing what to say. But if you've picked your niche correctly, then you should have a lot to say about it, right? It's harder to talk in abstract, generic terms. That's why you're having trouble filling it out, uh, if that's the case. But a lot of times, let's be honest here, I find that it's just laziness. So fill it out completely. The service description, the payment terms, your portfolio. Write the descriptions for the portfolio items. Do all of that stuff. Because you need everything that you can to convince somebody to hire you. And you're not going to do it in two freaking sentences. right? so be complete. Finally, be active on the site. So, once you've got your profile set up, you're targeted, you're all ready to go. Then get out there and get after it. Get out there. I mean, and I, when I was on Elance and uh well not odess when i was on Elance you know for uh a, a long period of time i don't i'm not on there anymore really now because i i don't need to go on there and we're going to talk about that here as we get closer to the end but when i was on there i would just i just made a commitment to do two bids or do two job proposals a day that's not that many but you want to make sure that the job proposals that you submit, A, the jobs you're submitting on are good jobs. You want to really be active in terms of searching through Elance to, and, and Odessa to find jobs that are, A, a good fit for you, B, look like the person's actually serious, C, that you believe you have a good chance of getting hired for, and so forth. And when you find those two a day, You invest time in writing the proposals. So now, as I mentioned, I'm gonna be releasing a full Elance and ODesk course, a full freelancing site course. And I cover all of this in in detail and and go into detail about exactly how to do all of this and what to say and everything. But you really want to invest some time in the proposals that you submit. Again, two sentences isn't going to cut it. So read the proposals, understand what they want and engage with them in a meaningful way that builds trust. At the end of the day, it's about building trust. All right, so go on these sites and start getting work. Now at this point, you should start getting clients and you want to extract everything that you can knowledge-wise from your clients i'm not talking about money i'm talking about information because you really want to get inside the mind of your client so that you can take all of this to the next level this is probably the biggest thing that separates freelancers who have success from freelancers who don't is that freelancers who have a ton of success are willing to take the time to learn about their ideal clients, to learn about their market and figure out what makes them tick and what they need to say in order to be able to get new clients and convince people that they're trustworthy. I had this, I mean, good freelancers or successful freelancers aren't afraid to market. They're not afraid to market hard and Marketing hard doesn't mean that you get all salesy and hypey and tell people, buy now, buy now. That's not what marketing hard means. Marketing hard, in my opinion, means you're willing to invest the time to to research and get to know and understand your ideal clients so you know exactly what to say to them to get them to hire you. Now, again, 90% of that revolves around trust, but you need to know what kind of trust to build and, and the ways in which your particular clients will come to trust people. Uh, again, I had this, somebody say this to me today, they were talking about how they didn't have much success with freelancing and that you can't make any money in freelancing was their opinion and so forth. And then later on the conversation, it came down to, I had mentioned about having to market hard. And, you know, they said, well, that's probably it because I suck at marketing. That's not an excuse. I mean, saying you suck at marketing. I hear web designers and developers do this all the time. Oh, I suck at marketing. Well, that's not okay. That's like saying you're a web developer or you're a PHP developer and you're saying, oh, I suck at PHP. You're not just going to tell people that you're a web designer, web developer, and all of a sudden all this work's just going to fall in your lap. It doesn't work that way, especially now. Maybe 10 years ago when nobody was doing it. But today when there's so many people who are looking to do this kind of thing and wanting to do this, you have to compete. And part of competing is knowing how to market yourself. And marketing hard is about knowing your clients. And so when you're on these freelance sites and you're getting these clients, I would hound them for every little piece of information I could when it comes to what was going through their mind when they were hiring you, you know what were the questions they had, what were the things that uh, they feared, what were the things that they were after, were the things you said that turned them off, were the things that you said that convinced them. Now you're not going to get every client to talk to you about this kind of thing, but I would I would go after it not in a mean way, but I would get every little bit I could. I'd ask every client and and get as much information as I could about my ideal clients so that you can again take all of this to the next level. You also as a part of that want to understand their research habits. So what kind of research did they do what kind of content did they come across what did they find helpful what did they find useless etc so that you know as we're going to get into in the next steps what kind of content you need to create to meet them what you want to do is you want to meet them at their research point okay so when they're sitting down to start researching not a web developer, that's obvious. When they're sitting down to research the problem, okay, whatever problem it is that you're solving or whatever feature it is that you're creating, they're going to do some research on it. Most clients. So you want to meet them at that point because if you can give them the information, the what, that's how you attract clients to you because they're you're going to get the ones who don't want to do it themselves and they're just going to hire you to do it. And because you're the one that provided them the information when they were doing the research, you're the one that they're going to hire. So again, you need to know what kind of research habits they have, what they researched in terms of the problem and what start to get ideas for content that you can create that will meet them ...at that research point and then you can attract them to you as opposed to everybody else. This is how you essentially cheat. This is how you make it so you don't have to compete with all of these other developers. Because in this scenario, that person who's watched your content or consumed your content... ...and got the answers that they were looking for and wants to hire somebody... Portfolios, testimonials, those things almost start to fade away and not matter. They'll check them, but you're not gonna have to blow other web developers out of the water because they've already developed some trust for you. Again, you need to know what kind of content that you can create that your clients are gonna are, are gonna be uh in attracted to when they're doing their research and you need to hound your current clients to figure that out. All right, now as you're doing all that, that is when I would build my website and that's exactly what I did. This is when I built my website and do it in your spare time as you're working with these clients based off the information that you're getting and what you're learning and what you know about when you deliver for clients and start to build your website, your portfolio, your services page, the testimonials, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. build all of that. But there are three probably uncommon things that you need to make sure to have on your website. So everybody thinks about the service offerings, the the portfolio, the testimonials, you know, the contact form, that's pretty standard. But you also need to make sure that you have a blog because we're gonna be creating content, which is something I see a lot of people don't have. You also wanna make sure that you have a lead magnet and an autoresponder series. And the reason that is is because not every client that comes to your site and sees your services page is just gonna immediately hire you. Some people need a little more coaxing. And this is in any business, but especially a services business where you might be charging, five or ten thousand dollars for what you're doing some people need a little more coaxing so you create a lead magnet which is a piece of content around what you've learned by hounding your clients on the freelance site and you create that lead magnet to attract those people to you and get them to give you their name and email address and then You, you can manage it a couple different ways. You can either create a set autoresponder series that they go through that's meant to, uh, you know, give them some content and educate them, but also sell them on what you do. Or you can just periodically send out emails, broadcast emails that you set up that accomplish the same task. But either way, you need to be sending regular emails to them that Give them value that help you build trust, but also remind them that you're a service provider and if they need to hire somebody, you're the guy or you're the girl. Okay, so a blog, a lead magnet, and an autoresponder. And build all of that out while you're while you're over on the freelance sites doing all of your research and, and working with your clients over there so that when you're ready and you reach a point where you're ready to go for it, you can move on to step eight, which is start creating content to attract clients to your website, not to Elance or Odesk or wherever, but to your website. And start getting quote requests on your website and start getting clients through your website. And you'll find that it's a lot easier process that you'll make a lot more money, that the projects you work on will be a lot better, and you'll just your life will just be a heck of a lot easier when you do it that way. So you want to start creating that content that we talked about that attracts the attracts those potential clients to you, and then they can sign up to be on the lead, or a lot of them will hire you straight off the site, and so forth. And then step number nine. As you build that and as it grows and as you get more clients, you'll get to a point where you don't need to be on Elance and Odesk anymore. You'll get to a point where the clients that you get over there are not as good revenue-wise, you know, working with-wise, what they want-wise. They're not as good as what you're getting through your website. You're getting plenty of quote requests through your website and you can leave the freelancing sites ultimately that's the goal use them as a tool to build up your uh business and your website so that you can eventually leave them now one trick that i liked to use or that i i used in this is as i was building my website i started solely on elance and o, or elance and After a while, I kind of figured this stuff out and started building my website. And as I was doing that and I would get some clients through my website, uh, at first, I would push them to Elance and have them submit their jobs over there and make it an invite-only job and then invite only me. And the reason I did that is because I was still working on building up my profile over there. And I was still working on getting business over there, and I wanted to leverage the two together. So, what that did is it helped with my job history, it helped with my ratings, it helped with all of that stuff to where my profile would start ranking higher over on Elance. And as a result, I would get more work over there, and I was able to go through this process more quickly to the point then I started, I stopped pushing people over there, and I started. Just doing it solely on my own website. I never looked back. So that is; those are the nine steps. That would be my quick start plan if I were starting all the way over. Of how to get going as quickly as possible. And really how to leverage the freelance sites to help you do it. So again, in order. Research and pick a niche. Research the current offerings. So you know what skills you need to learn and how much you can charge. Master the skills that you need in order to be able to deliver whatever product or service you're going to deliver. Find at least five people you can do it for for free to build your portfolio, your testimonials, and to get some referrals. Five, go on Elance and Odesk and offer those services. Step six, while you're doing that, hound your clients and get as much information from them as you can. Step seven, build your website with the portfolios and testimonials and information that you're getting from the freelance site. Step eight, start creating content that attracts your ideal clients to you. And step nine, finally, leave the freelancing sites once you have enough work coming through your website where you don't need them anymore. All right. So hopefully that gives you some insight in how you can go about it. You'll notice, nowhere in there did I say that you needed anything to start with. You don't need to even have the skills already. You don't need a portfolio, you don't need testimonials. This is for someone, or this can be for someone who is starting completely from scratch. And you can do this. Now if you already have some of this stuff, even better. It'll happen even faster. So again, there's no excuse here. Anybody can do this. You just have to have the plan, which you now have, and really focus in and put in the work to get it done. All right, so I'll go ahead and wrap it up there and stop my lecture for the day, my quick start plan lecture. But again, thanks for listening to the episode if you have a question that you'd like to ask me, you can head on over to John slash Cora, or and that'll take you to my profile, and you can invite me to answer your question over there, or you can tweet me at jp morris and ask me your question on Twitter, and I'll try to answer it on those questions on the podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of my future rants and lectures. and if you like this episode make sure to like it so that i know that you liked it and i can create more like this i hope you like this one because i really love to rant and lecture so i'd love to do some more of that (laughs) but if you did then by all means make sure and like it if not don't so that you don't confuse me Finally, if you haven't yet, you can head on over to JohnMorrisOnline.com and download my seven strategies to turn your code into cash cheat sheet for absolutely free. And in that, you will learn the seven different ways that you can monetize your coding skills. I talk about not being romantic about how you make money with your coding skills. Well, that cheat sheet is essentially the magnum opus on that concept. Because I cover five or seven, many of them unique ways that you probably didn't think of to monetize your coding skills. So you can head on over to johnmorrisonline.com and grab that cheat sheet for absolutely free. All right. So that'll do it for this episode. Again, thanks for listening. Again, thanks for the support. Again, Please share this if you know somebody who would get some value from it. And I'll talk to you in the next episode. Later.